0: By Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. All right, Oilers faithful, we are back. It is Zach Wheel and myself doing game over Edmonton again. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers just couldn't capitalize tonight against Ovi and a badly injured Washington Capitals squad. But we still got plenty to talk about today, uh, including the absolute workhorse that is Stuart Skinner, uh, the return of Kyler Yamamoto. And what is hopefully going to be a very minor injury to Zach Hyman. A little bit of an injury update. And then we'll do a little bit of uh, fantasy coaching, armchair GMing, uh, trying to fix the lines. And uh, talk about a little bit of the trades being floated around right now. Because this team needs some fixing. Yeah. But first... You know what
1: they're missing? You know what they're missing tonight? Sorry, Dennis. Joel
0: Edmondson. (laughs) That's
1: If they had Joel Edmondson, they would have won. But that's just... The man he, took he out was, Zach Hyman, so obviously he doesn't give up three breakaways to Protus, whoever the whoever that is. But anyways, you've that's what you, that's dude. what we
0: do in Edmonton. We we get the guys that hurt our guys. You know, that's yeah, exactly,
1: Exa- exactly, exactly, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. A little bit of a deeper cut. <laughs> Let's
1: okay. get into it in a sec.
0: <laughs> First, a word from our sponsor. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pre-game, live, in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19 plus, please play responsibly. All right, Zach. Uh, I'm going to re-center you here because you're a little bit off oh. s- off-center on my screen. There we are uh what do you uh what do you want to do with the kickoff do you want to just quickly recap this uh this loss because yeah like yeah i this... mean we
1: can get into it um yeah so right off the bat the oilers they don't have they're missing hyman huge 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 piece out of the lineup right hyman's one of the huge drivers on the team that's not named mcdavid and drives that obviously he's important he touches every aspect of the game he 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 creates goals he creates chances most importantly and he. I mean, what I've seen people say, he hasn't been as good defensively this year as he has in the past, but for the most part, he's a solid defensive player and a key, key, key piece to this Oilers lineup. And now obviously you're missing him. You're missing Kane McLeod, uh, Fogle, whatever, but no excuse because if we pull up the Washington Capitals injuries, they're missing Dimitri Orlov, Darcy Kemper, Martin Farivari, Tom Wilson, Nicholas Backstrom, Carl Hagman. That's And that's like not just bottom six players. Those are good. That's the drivers. Paul Wilson is one of their best players. Backstrom, I mean, he's older, but he's still one of their best players. They're missing their starting goalie. They're missing their number two defenseman. Like... And no we've,
0: excuses. We've lost both games against this Washington Capital squad. The, it, this I, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? You're you're yes, we do have a little bit of an injury problem ourselves, but it's not to their level of hurt. And you're mm-hmm. right, missing Zach Hyman tonight was big. Zach Hyman, you can really see he's like the heart and soul guy of this team, right? He's our current Ryan Smith. When he's not yeah. there, it the rest of the team just doesn't work as hard and you clearly saw that well, in the defense tonight
1: this this effort all together the third period first second third period has was one of the most frustrating uh efforts i can remember as an oilers fan to give up that many shots to this god-awful team and still be in it in the third period was a miracle like Stuart skinner deserves the vesna and i hope he gets to punch uh, every single one of those defensemen that was on the ice tonight.
0: For the you Olympics. kidding me? 47 saves on Rear the night height, and you couldn't fantastic. get it done for him?
1: I cannot believe they wasted this performance. Uh, with the goaltending that they're getting, I bet, and, well... I was going to say Campbell's was going to start against Arizona, but there's no way you don't go back to Stuart Skinner after this game and to take it. And I don't know what it is with Skinner when he plays bad. They seem to put up more goals and that's his last three losses. I or Ws. I think they said on the broadcast, he, they, he had an under 900 save percentage, but those were the wins. But you look at his past performances where he's put up these nine forties, these nine seventies, whatever he had tonight, that's where he's taking the L's. It makes no sense. I can't, Fathom how bad of an effort it was from top to bottom. There was not one Oilers player who I think had a good game. They were all atrocious in every single way. I mean, they Washington Capitals made other than Stuart Skinner,
0: other than Stuart Skinner, everyone else, Uh, uh, everyone uh, else just did not feel like they wanted to play hockey tonight. They they walked up and they said they're missing a bunch of guys. Let's go at like sixty percent. I cannot.
1: I cannot get over back to back to back three shifts in a row. There's someone named Protus. I've never heard of this guy before. <laughs> it uh, literally sounds like a vegetable. And this guy walks, he nutmegs Tyson Berry like they're in the World Cup. I've never seen such it was like Cage Thompson-esque move. And Bush- I don't
0: Bush as oh. well. Bush played a horribly, and you could see his ice time was so okay, reduced. So By the Bush end of the game, was, he was barely playing. He, okay, Bush got benched in the third period. To be
1: honest with you, the fact he singled out Bouchard out of all those defensemen is atrocious. Cody Cc directly. Caused the second goal the cap scored because of his giveaway in the offensive zone turnover. It, I think people say it was Connor's guy, but Connor didn't get him. Is in the back of the net, but that doesn't happen if you have a, a defenseman who can actually handle the puck. I'm honestly, I wrote down halfway through the game. Chris Russell might have handled the puck better than Cody cc This it, is it, this it, is the it, weird it, narrative.
0: Bad. This is the horrible narrative right now, right? It's like, where is Chris Russell? Where is Mike Smith? Where is Duncan Keith? We're we're looking back and going, man, the guys that but we were complaining about last season really have left a gigantic hole this season.
1: It's it's not that. And, and, and this is the first game where I'm going to say it and everyone just say, oh, the Oilers, you can't fire the coach. You can't fire the coach. And I'm not saying to fire the coach. But a lot of these problems that we're going to point out today Start with Jay Woodcroft, because we are at a point where it is absolutely ridiculous. The stuff that he's doing, like the ice time distribution tonight, again, was absolutely garbage. Brad Malone had the second highest expected goals on the Oilers. He had a decent game. Dylan Holloway. When you asked, I thought thought
0: Dylan Holloway had a great game, but they got barely any ice time.
1: Well, the fact that uh Dylan Holloway played only 40 more was elevated up into the lineup, first of all, way too late in the game. Way way too late. Too late. But he should have been up like after your first period where your goalie stops 24 shots, you should have made adjustments there. Jay Woodcroft has gone from being proactive to becoming a reactive coach. All of his decisions are way too late. They're taking way too long. I don't know if he's overthinking. I don't know what's happening. But the fact, again, to go back to Devin Shore specifically, like I'm sorry to tell you no disrespect whatsoever the guy cannot play the game of Hawk he can't shoot he he can't he can't score he can't skate he can't move even though he looks mobile he he, he can't play defense the guy just sucks like what does he do
0: I, I feel I, I, like it's so much we always talk about the depth right we always talk about how we don't have depth scoring this was a game where it was just awful all the way around and I don't get me wrong. It's a privilege to be able to watch Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. I agree. Both both of them in this game have had these just just really awful well, moments where I, I cringe a little bit and go, Leon, why did you it, sauce well, it into the high danger slot area with mm-hmm. no one around?
1: And, and Dennis, I agree with you. They, they aren't immune to the criticism whatsoever, especially on a night like tonight. But it, to me, even that, comes back to jay woodcroft because you put if you are playing your two best players who can drive separate lines on the same line and 50 minutes into the game they have done nothing nothing five on five the goal mcdavid scored was shorthanded and a beautiful awesome goal right but that was shorthanded they did nothing five on five you cannot have if those guys aren't creating five on five you will not win we know, everyone knows the Oilers are a two man team. The Oilers are a two man team. Well, they didn't create five on five, and the Oilers T- lost tonight. So, they weren't
0: a two man team oh tonight. They were God. they were a one man team, there's, and that man was behind the pipes. Was between the pipes.
1: A, yeah, yeah, one man team. And I, I feel so bad for Stuart Skinner. He has been so fantastic this year, and to come out on a night at home in front of your fans, like I like I know it it looked like a fun game. But when you take a step back, that was not a fun game whatsoever. The like the I I how many breakaways did the Caps manufacture with four minutes left in the third period? Matthias Yanmark with an atrocious giveaway at the blue line that would have had Dylan Holloway sent to the shadow realm. Like we remember his goal in the first game against Chicago when Dylan Holloway had the giveaway, did not touch the ice. Yanmark has it. Two minutes later, he's back out there with the empty net. Like who is Matthias Yanmark to you? The guy's played what seven games as an Oiler. He's been here since Kane got injured. How does he have this much leeway and guys like Bouchard, Broberg, and Holloway are getting benched? This yeah. is not a good trend.
0: And you and you look at it, right? It, once they started putting Holloway on Nuja's line, I think it was Nuja and Holloway. Best
1: line in the game. They looked so good. They looked so good, but it was too little, too late. Exactly. And, and that's they, because he made the like, what are you doing, Jay? How did you go from being such a beloved, fantastic coach to making every possible right decision? doing this garbage like can you like oh my god it it, it just makes no sense like and again no uh, sorry sorry you you say what you want to say then then i'll go no no
0: no. I, i just wanted to quickly interrupt and say you know what there's there's many things that we we blame right as oilers fans there's always things that we blame it's it's the gm it's the coach it's the refs on a game basis but tonight was none of those things tonight was a team where Everyone didn't get up to play. It wasn't just for the first period like we normally say. This was the whole team didn't want to play for the whole night. And the only person that showed up and did his job was Stuart Skinner. There was no chance he was stopping any of those. The fact that he had to face 50 shots, he three goals was so
1: many great A's.
0: It would it should have been a 10 nothing game, honestly.
1: The first period, it sh- by the f- end of the first period, the game should have been out of reach. But before we we continue, I just want to say there's almost 50 people watching right now. We only have eight likes. I, I definitely want to, if you guys could hit that like button, it would mean a lot to us. You guys are just as much a part of the show as Dennis and I. We love having you here. I, I can't say I'm happy tonight, but I love coming out here and just yelling at the camera. I'd appreciate the- it. Let's try and hit 30 likes tonight.
0: The biggest smile I, I've had all night sitting here watching mm-hmm. the game. The biggest smile was just reading chat and having Leia, Leia in chat go, "I'm gonna start spamming," and then the next line go, "I'm gonna stop spamming." That was the highlight <laughs> of the night for me.
1: Everything uh... else,
0: everything else in this game was brutal. Like uh, McDavid scoring uh, shorthanded, uh, you you love like, to it's see awesome. it. It's yeah. Awesome, it's awesome. But it's like there's it's a moot point. It's a moot point, like, especially when, like, you're you're watching these guys that are superstars. They're not producing right now 5v5. It's almost like the rest of the team with their uh, in, indecisiveness, with their slow sort of, like, lost play, are dragging them down, right? This is not a situation where they're pulling the team out. They're, they're being dragged okay. down.
1: Yeah. Well, the bottom six is full of just bona fide scrubs. Like, these guys are bad. These guys are bad.
0: Clint don't, don't you, don't you besmirch Brad Malone? <laughs> don't okay, <and> Brad you? <laughs> Malone had a
1: decent game. But the thing is, Brad Malone, like he's playing with Holloway. Hamblin, I thought played all right, but he was like, kind of impartially. You know what I mean? Like he was a, uh, just, just like there, but like not acting. Yeah. Like it's okay. You played fine, but like, it's but not it's, like, oh, wow, I'm impressed with his play. It's though. hard to <laughs> have
0: an impact when you're playing four minutes, well, and, 43 seconds And that seconds a is night. such
1: a problem. Like, even with Tyler Benson last game, like for Jay Woodcock, the guy who coached all these guys in Bakersfield, he, you saw, he comes up, he gives Ryan McLeod an elevated role. How is he just sticking it to every single other guy he coached in Bakersfield? He gives them no opportunity. It makes no sense. Like, at least try. You Like, you're injured to shit. Like at least put, try. Like, what is the harm? Ganmark's making the giveaways. CC's making the giveaways. What's the difference if Holloway or Broberg makes these giveaways? Like, we gotta know what we have in these guys. Because if if we don't, and this is how you're planning on doing it, make a trade. Trade them. Yeah, I, I don't want them to trade Dylan Holloway. I truly don't.
0: Something has to be done here, and a uh, Joe Joe Bend. <laughs> in chat has mentioned uh did benson play tonight uh he was available but he didn't play tonight and this is where you think why not bring in something like benson take out shore have ryan center
1: benson has more skill in his left pinky than Devin (laughs) shore has it's ridiculous. Tyler Benson played really good. He's always hard on the he all, you The thing with, Doug, with Tyler Benson, you you'd never go fault him for his effort. And that's something the Oilers missed tonight was effort. Like there was just no effort. And that's the most frustrating thing of all. And I saw Joe in chat say earlier, like the Oilers should have won this game. And I agree because these are teams that are so far below them skill level. And just in terms of where you believe yourselves to be in the standings, the fact that you don't win these games, if you consider yourself a true contender, is unacceptable. Like you need, these are absolutely, I don't want to use the word must wins, but it's you almost a must win. You have to win. Because good teams don't lose these
0: good teams don't lose these games and honestly you brought up a point earlier uh with the next game arizona i, I don't know if i want a skinner revenge tour because honestly right now i think stewart skinner should be more concerned about the rest of the team he has to look at the rest of the team and go look i did my job i went above and beyond but if you can't give me the amount of run support or at least the slightest amount of defensive support. Mm -hmm. Don't let guys stand on top of me and whack at a puck two or three times after the initial shot. Like the amount of times he had to stretch out and just absolutely rob people tonight. Oh, it was fantastic. You know what? We always say the Oilers need a goalie who can steal you games. Yeah. Stuart Skinner. Would have stolen the Oilers a game tonight, if he not stole. for the rest of the team.
1: He he, he kept he us in steal. it. But, but yeah, he they did after that first period. If okay, everyone in chat, if Jack Campbell was in net for that first period, it, it, <laughs> like give me your score prediction. Yeah,
0: roll Five the score nothing, line
1: ten nothing for the Caps.
0: Like, Might remind you, stole. It, it was a twenty-two shot first period for Washington. 20, I think it was 24 24 yeah I, 22 24 i think sportsnet yeah. and, and uh yeah there was a little bit of uh just a, a seven i think it was a seven shot power play well, something that was mm-hmm. absolutely insane where washington just kept firing away and this was a, a master class by Stuart skinner on how to never give up on a puck but yeah. when the oh, rest yeah. of the team don't help out, don't push guys out of the blue paint, it, it doesn't matter.
1: And and this isn't just in a missing out of Vander Kane. This isn't just missing a Zach Hyman. They were in the lineup earlier in the season, and it's this This is the same team that showed up. There are fundamental issues, whether it's with the way that the could Players are deployed by the coach, whether it's just decisions that the coach is making before the game, whether it's with the actual on-ice personnel. But I think it's fair to say, and again, the Oilers are, are starting to, we saw they've won three out of the or, last four, and, or four out of the last five, coming the A little into bit of game, a run. Yeah, exactly. But it's, look at who they're starting to play. They're starting to play some of the worst teams in the NHL, like next games against Arizona, right? We don't want to trick ourselves into thinking this team is better than they are. Like, there are fundamental changes that need to be made like the defense full stop, is not good enough and I don't know where these rumors started where you're giving up there, Ken Holland's giving up seven first-round picks and his two first-born kids to get Joel Edmondson like what are we doing guys if we're going to pay that much go get Jacob Chickren like seriously
0: I, I don't even know if Chickren's what this team needs man uh, this team uh, needs help everywhere uh,
1: this team needs a left-handed. Tr- it, depending on and Broberg, I thought was one of the few defensemen who has a fine game as well. But he again, he's not playing near as much. How much ice time did Philip Broberg get? Let's just check right here, real quick. you are checking that? Thirty-one.
0: Yeah, fifteen thirty one was not bad. I think he was actually skating well. One of the few guys that were actually trying to keep up with the Capitals mm-hmm. as they were streaking into the defensive zone. I'm. There were so many times when I just saw, whether it was Cody Ceci or Tyson Berry, just Ugh. have a guy walk past Brett Kulak, well, even though he did score a goal. <laughs> just I, you can't let guys one thing walk that past. I you.
1: think is clear now. I know we've been talking about the left side. That's been the theme all year. It's so clear that Cody CC is being forced into a role that he does not fit in. Cody CC right now is drowning in the right role on the third pair or even on a second pair that's semi-sheltered even if he's getting a lot of defenses and starts can be a solid defenseman we saw it last year but right now he is drowning him and nurse are not a good match for each other nurse needs a very specific type of partner at we can sit here and say it's bouchard Jay woodcroft obviously doesn't agree but if it's not evan bouchard that partner is not on the team like this team does not work the way the right side is constructed. You need to bring one of those guys. Like to me, if, and this is fantasy hockey, but I like, imagine if they didn't have Tyson Berry and they had a guy who could, e- I don't even know who you could like, like who the archetype is. Like, is it a Carson Susie who we almost just got last year? Is it like, what? Someone are you... who's
0: just defensively sound like, won't.
1: Honest to God, right handed Brett Kulak. If you had a right handed Brett Kulak, another one of those on the right side that you can play with nurse. And then instead of having Tyson Berry, then you can actually play your defensive pairings, how this was meant. There is a guy, there are horrible decision makers on every pair. There are guys who need to be sheltered on every pair. And when you have guys that need to be sheltered on every pair, you can't shelter those guys. And then they end up getting exposed. Like the last minute of the second period, this game, do you, I audibly screamed out, you idiots. What are you doing? when, I don't, I can't remember the actual players on the caps, but they came down and the guy gets a shot on Skinner and the puck was, there was a rebound kicked right in the wall, and CC and nurse were both just looked like they stared. stopped playing they and just they're staring at the it. wall. I've never seen anything like it. Like that should have gotten like, if yeah. I'm the coach, I'm fierce. That's, those are your two best. Those are your guys that you want that need to be responsible in their defensive roles. And they were, what were they doing? so many times what it was embarrassing oh man
0: plus i'm looking at this like okay if if you're watching the team play right the the first period awful second period first half not bad second half second half of the second period pretty bad again it was almost like they just went back to bed and they just didn't show up the third period for the third period that's when a lot of that like puck watching sort of happened and just, if if they had just started to play like they played the final two minutes of the game it would have been a much more palatable game for us, even if we did lose, right? If they yeah. show up in the third period and go, hey, we got to keep pushing. We we got a guy in net. He's given it his heart. He's given it his all. We got to keep going and try and win this game. We got to give him a little bit more run support. And they just didn't until no. it was way too little, way too late.
1: It, it was just brain fart after brain fart after brain fart after brain fart from every single player. You're notable players, players that should not be making those mistakes. We're messing up Horribly tonight uh, in the Caps Capitalist. But the fact that, like, Brotus was walking (laughs) the Oilers three times in a row, like, that should be. Red alert! Amber alert! Red flag! We need to make a move now. You got embarrassed by guys who, who? who I, honest to God, you I don't can't... know the first name. I don't want to know the first name. It well.
0: sounds like it's just Protus is just a fun name to say, though. It's like, it's, is this a it's pharmaceutical? So funny. <laughs> is this it's a Pokemon?
1: A, yeah, because uh, people are talking about him. I don't know who he is. He came out of nowhere. It's, it's like he wasn't in the first and second period. <laughs> then all of a sudden, in the third period, Jackal, Protus, Protus, Protus. This is uh, oh my god! I I don't even know. This is pulsating hockey from Protus. Oh my god! <laughs> when he god. said
0: pulsating hockey, I thought oh. this this was oh, not was like, this was. Oh, that's
1: what I said too. This, this was, was on not- its
0: deathbed hockey. Like this is the slow worst game I've seen in a long time. Uh, oh my god! Hey, from a Protes well, perspective, let's yeah. move on and do a little bit of fantasy gming, fantasy coaching. Um, hey guys, well, if you. While we're doing this, uh, we're going to read through proposals yeah. in the chat. I already see a couple of names yeah. that have popped out. Well, but hey, give us give us a little bit more like Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. It's f- there's 49 of you watching right now. Yeah, there's let's, only let's try likes. and get up to
1: 30 likes. If we could surpass 30 likes, that would be great. But yeah, let's let's hear what you, who what player if you could trade for one forward and one defenseman, who do you think the Oilers should get? who do you think would be the most who do you think would turn this these defensive problems around
0: here's the thing right i'm i'm reading chat and there's a name that's come up i know i saw it and I
1: wanted to bring it up to <laughs> kato
0: and wise kyle yeah luke shen in vancouver he's he's mean oh. he's solid he's cheap He's a gr- he's a great guy that you can add into your defensive core. I know that's probably not who you who you wanted to talk about, but I also wanted to bring that up because there's a couple of guys in Vancouver right now that are noticeably disgruntled. Right, there's a couple of guys who is coming up to the end of his tenure. Uh, it doesn't look like he's gonna be coming back, even though he wears that pretty C on his chest. Uh, I think Bo Horvat would be great if we could somehow afford them package them with luke shen but that ask in division is going to be absolutely insane and i don't know i want to i don't know if i want to even hear what the asking price would be okay the second one being brock besser who's yeah
1: you know third line we don't need brock besser too much term too high of a cap it
0: too high of a cap hit the money would be really hard to make work but yes go ahead i know who you want to talk
1: Luke Shen, great sure in theory. Problem Vancouver sucks defensively too. It's not like they 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 still have all the problems that the Oilers do when they have Luke Shen. Luke Shen is not good enough to fix these defensive issues uh, alone. Luke Shen is not a, he is not as impactful as a player who I think you need to bring in to actually fix these issues, right? Bo Horvat, uh asset wise, uh sure I'd love him. The thing is I see the name Jonathan Taves and as a third line center, I actually really do like Jonathan Taves. I think Jonathan Taves will cost you a significant amount less, and that way you could take the other asses, put them into a defenseman. But Bo Horvat as a first line, as a third line center or second line center, would be great. The problem is we know the way Jay Woodcroft coaches right now, the first line would just be Horvat, McDavid, Drysaddle, and then we still would have no depth. Right? <laughs> Load so, it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then someone Phil Landry brought up in chat who would just be so perfect, Adam Larson. Oh my God! Do they miss Adam Larson? Cody Cece? Well, he was pretty adequate last year. Has is not even on the same realm as Adam Larson. That Adam Larson could defend like Chris Tannen in Calgary. That guy. That guy defense. He is. He is the shutdown defenseman that everyone's crying for. And I understand why. Um, you know, he left and all that. Like, like we can't. That's the t- it's the toughest situation there is, and 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 also even clefbaum, right? You lost your first pair for nothing. You lost your. Imagine this top four was Clefbaum, Larson, Nurse, and Bear. That uh, that's a, that's a top ten defense in the NA4. I
0: think Bear is playing first uh, pairing defense minutes for Vancouver. I am shocked. I am it's, Ethan Bear is um, good. No, Ethan Bear. Ooh. Look, man, like there there's something to be said about the Oilers running guys out of town, right? And, it, like, Larson was not that situation. Larson was a deeply personal issue.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's
0: yeah. not coming back. There's no way, you know, given the issues that he had in the city, you know, with his father, he's not coming back. It's just too many scars for him, right? But Ethan Bear was someone that we had in the organization, a deep pick, someone that we really brought up from grassroots. And then we just lost him for one mistake in the playoffs. Yeah, literally,
1: literally one, one mistake. mistake.
0: Yeah. we have to get and over. We have to get over it. We're not you, getting these you guys trade back. Him,
1: you re-sign Tyson Berry for like double the price, and you bring in an almost three million dollar winger. Like, talk about just shooting yourself in the foot, driving your car into a tree. Like the most absolute unforced errors of all time.
0: Um. And it, yeah, was her- it was it was horrific as well for what happened to Bear, you know, yeah. on social media on at with people, you know, just oh, yeah. absolute low lives, you know.
1: But yeah, that, that just, they're that's not just coming horrible. Back. Yeah, I hope yeah I, I i wish all the best for you one of my favorite players as an oiler um obviously nothing but success in vancouver not too much success because you know they're in the pacific whatever but other another name in chat that i i i actually really like as well another chicago blackhawk max domi max domi once he scored against the oilers in the last game against chicago all of a sudden his name's just everywhere right uh, he's someone who I also think he—he he is that player that everyone that that actually adds that sandpaper and toughness that's a lot of the people in the media have been screaming for, right? But he's not just a black hole like Zach McEwen or Nick DeLory or whatever. He actually can play productive hockey. I think he would be an awesome thing, and I don't think he would also. Co- cost that much either you know what would be great matt one quick thing on
0: max domi what's hilarious is i still find if you if you ever have a chance and you're just on wikipedia look up max domi's page max domi has the worst headshots Of any, like in two or three years ago, Max Domi had his headshot on Wikipedia was him like doing a weird signing where the lighting was all weird and like half his face was shaded and half was brightly lit. Mm -hmm. And then right now, I think his his current headshot is like the back of his head. It's not Mm -hmm. it's not even his face. It's the back of his head when he was uh, on, I think, Columbus. It's yeah. it's so weird. Uh, but also, yes, Josh Manson. I think you but saw that Josh name. Josh Manson.
1: Yeah, he 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 signed a deal with Colorado. He, no way. He's, he's not leaving here. Colorado. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. I saw Connor Murphy on the Blackhawks. That's another good one. If the Capitals are still bad, Bashman one two six six. Dmitry Orlov would be a great pickup when he's healthy. He always used to play the Oilers really well. I think he's he scored in a number of games I can remember against the Oilers. He he can actually transport the puck. He's a very mobile defenseman. He would. Benefit this blue line immensely. They don't have anyone like Dmitri
0: Orlov. The, th- that would I, be a
1: dream pickup.
0: One thing I will say though is, with our defensemen right now, our defensemen are healthy, right? Yeah. That, so that's I'm, scary. That's scary. The fact that our defensemen are healthy and this is what they mm-hmm. look like, I'm very nervous trading for a you know a, a Chitrin or an Orlov and someone who's a little bit more injury prone. And just having them immediately go down, we're back uh, it, to this. Like,
1: I mean, if they if they pass a health test or whatever, like the the standard thing that you have to do to get a trade to go through, I personally like that's not something you can necessarily like. I understand the worry, I really do, and obviously it scares me too. But like, you can't not make a trade for that reason, especially for like an Orlov, who is a rental. It's not like you're getting Ryan Ellis for however long. Like, you look at Zach Hyman. Zach it's it's Hyman, okay horrible d- knee
0: injuries i don't think stolen. i don't think kenny holland makes his trades with uh any of that in mind so i think you're we're safe on that front we're not gonna mm-hmm. accidentally overanalyze our way out of a trade but you're right like there's something to be said about this defense we have to do something and it's it's not coming from inside right like broberg's doing great but he's not gonna take your well your top line it, but that's
1: the thing if you want to get a good enough defenseman you're moving Broberg because we're at we are at the point and we can't wait any longer. Because if we wait any longer, the rest of the NHL is gonna say, Oh, this guy's not good. And he's his value is gonna like we're at a point where his value is gonna plummet real quick if we don't make a decision on Broberg. Ken Holland can't afford op- it's another thing. You gotta be proactive. You can't be reactive. You can't react to a, a stretch of poor play from Broberg. You need to be, hmm, I, this looks like it could happen. We're in our window now.
0: Let's make a move now. Exactly. Think about Dmitry Samarukov, right? Yeah. Two years ago, that was someone that was like, hey, you know what? This might have been a little bit... He's not going to be a star, but he might be a pretty serviceable NHL player. Not too bad in terms of like the draft pedigree. So this might have been a little bit of a hidden gem. The Oilers could have traded up a little bit. But we get to this year and we see Samarukov. We're forced to trade him because he's already no longer eligible to be um to be waiver exempt so rather than have someone pick them up for nothing we're gonna trade them off and you know what mm-hmm. we we actually sent them down to waivers i'm pretty sure hold on now that i think about it we sent him down Marupo? to waivers yeah. i think so we sent well, him down, no costing, one wanted
1: him. I'm pretty sure both costin and Samarukov cleared waivers, and that's why that trade happened, right? Because it makes it easy to send them down.
0: So yeah, absolutely. We had value and we just overweighted, didn't capitalize on value. Well, I remember value, just,
1: I we get nothing. I remember they were the oilers were really high on Dmitry Samarukov, and rightfully so. He I want to say he was one of the best defensemen in the OHL award, or whatever it's called in the OHL Like, he... He was a legitimately high quality, like good third round draft pick. Right. Yeah. And I remember when Taylor Hall got traded from Buffalo to Phoenix, I remember, I don't, again, don't know if this is true, but I remember hearing that one of the holdups in the deal is the Oilers didn't want to add Dmitry Samarukov. I, I want to say when Darcy Kemper got traded to Colorado, one of the holdups, they, they ended up taking Connor Timmons in the package because the Oilers didn't want to add Dmitri Samarukov. They were really high. They waited too long. And that's, a third round pick. Now you have a first round pick. And he still has that. And he is a good player. And MGD and chat said too much is being put on Broberg. The problem is Ken Holland has built this blue line where Broberg needs to come in and take a step immediately. And if he can't, you're in your window now. You need to make a decision. I I in a perfect world, you have an optimally built blue line like pluck Bomb Larson, Nurse Bear, for example. You can ease broberg in you don't have to have a Barry on one pair and i i think i think bouchard played good uh, has been playing fantastic i'm in the minority i know a lot of people believe his he's been bad defensively this year so just for for argument's sake you have bouchard Barry, and broberg on one pair that's three guys who you would ideally like to play in a shelter's role like how do you how do you plan on being a stanley cup they're 14 and 12 and their blue line is one of the main reasons why
0: right like Look, if it's not Broberg, you're going to trade. It, it's going to be someone like Borgo, right? It's going to be another Borgo's <gasps> been
1: fantastic.
0: Borgo's been amazing, which is which is what I'm saying. Like, if you're if you don't want to trade Bo- Broberg, but you want to make something happen, right now the trade market trying to get things done, the asking price is really high. So you're going to be expecting if you're trying to get like a number one defenseman away from someone you're get you're giving away a or Bugo or a Broberg but, plus maybe like the but, first and a B grade prospect
1: but but think about it i i would absolutely do that because look at Dylan look at Broberg was a 2019 Dylan Holloway was a 2020 we're now what Two or th- almost three years out from three years out from Broberg, two years out from Holloway. And these guys still, I mean, I know Holloway played great. And I w- wish that they would have played Holloway more of earlier in the season than up until this point. But the fact is that up until this point, both guys have not made an impact on the NHL roster like that. You would like. And the fact that we're sitting here with guys like Borgo, Schaefer, and this upcoming first, and we're sitting here being like, Oh no, we gotta keep them. We need those deals to make an impact. We haven't seen them make an impact thus far. What makes you think that it's going to happen in the future? You, like every other contender is taking those things, cashing in their chips, and going all in. Any other team with Connor McDavid and Leon Dryas under contract would cash in these chips and go all in. If you could trade a Philip Broke, again, I'm just bringing up names, so don't take what I'm saying to you. But let's say you could bring in a Patrick Kane, but it costs you one of the a Borgo... Or even a Holloway. Uh, Holloway makes me a little scared. But well, just here's like, the thing now, right? A shaper, uh, first, up
0: first, yeah, we're Dude, putting it, we're putting like on the prospect. I think Borgo and Holloway are now at like an upper upper a a one level, right? They're, and now you're looking yeah, at. Good. You're looking at, Bo- uh, at Broberg as sort of like an A2 level, right? And Schaefer's maybe a little bit lower down there. Um, Tyler Tulio, some of these other guys. But mm-hmm. you're, you're looking at this and you're going, teams aren't going to do you a favor, right? They no. won't give you a number one defenseman for nothing. You're going to have to make some sacrifices. And, you know, if you do a Borgo instead of a uh, Broberg, for example, it might be take some of the other asks that are in that deal down a little bit but at the same time the oilers there is something to be said about young cheap guys right Mm -hmm. and this is planning for a little bit in the future but if you're bringing in a bona fide defenseman you're not going to need broberg so i much rather Give away Broberg, then Borgo. Borgo can come in maybe in a year mm-hmm. or two years and help with the scoring depth. I, I, but yes, you can't ideally. get stuff for free, so you have to give away and, an A grade prospect. Oh,
1: but I mean, to me, I would pay the price. Like, let's say if you went to Bill, Ar- Ken Holland goes to Bill Armstrong tomorrow, and he says, "Okay, I'll give you a first round pick, Philip Broberg, one of Carter Savoy, a Arapa- Rafa. I know Savoy's probably Tulio. Pick your Tulio Savoy, Lavoie, whoever you want, whoever." Um. And uh, Jesse Pulley for Jacob Chikrin. I can guarantee you he doesn't need a second round pick, even a throw in, even more assets. I do not care. To me, I do that deal every day of the week. You're barely taking off the NHL roster. You're getting someone. You have to. You can't just. You have to deal with who's available. And no matter what you believe, injuries, whatever. Jacob Chikrin is the best defenseman available. And. Uh, so you got and you that's your biggest most blatant need I pay that price every day of the week you still have assets to turn around and go get a couple forwards like Domi and Taves or Taves or whoever you want to say who aren't going to cost you a first round pick there are solutions there
0: but it's time to to go all in right there are solutions out there there's solutions where things can be dealt but it has to be done now and I, I think you're looking at the exact same thing I am thank you so much chat we do have 30 likes yeah. on the video thank you so much 50 watching right now uh, for 42 minutes wow um it, having said that uh l- please keep watching give us some likes uh subscribe mm-hmm. to the channel so you don't miss a broadcast and if you're listening to us on apple podcast spotify rate the podcast uh let's start uh, winding it down zach um yeah well
1: i'm just looking at, at uh andrew peak is expe- his, okay you know what his expected goals are actually on being f- controlling almost 50 percent of the expected goals while being on the columbus blue jackets is that's... very interesting yeah now, i don't know bad. much about andrew peak i'm i had to google him um how do what's his deal like I need chat to tell me is he an expiring contract because I do not know much about him and Mm. I saw Ilya Labushkin as well I don't think I think he signed a two-year deal with Buffalo I don't think Buffalo's moving Ilya Labushkin um but anyways yes we're winding it down but Dennis I could do this type of talk after a frustrating loss like this I could do this all night we could have a four-hour marathon pod it's
0: therapy right it's almost like vocal therapy it's just called game over fixing the Oilers uh yeah we uh we'll take a look at the rest of the roster another time but tonight that'll be it for us you know what zach uh they won't have to wait long because the next game is this wednesday against the arizona coyotes um we'll be back we'll be back
1: if they lose that one i might run my head through the door uh...
0: if they lose that one uh chat i i don't think you uh I don't think you um, you'll want to stay too long because I think I Zach be, and I will probably be blowing out your your eardrums.
1: It, it might be like one of those SDPN ones here, Steve's like LFRs, like when the Zamboni driver David Ayers beat the Leafs. You 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 want to tune in next win or lose? You want to tune in next game because when even if they win, I'll probably still be mad for some reason. But for yeah, some no, reason, like the video, subscribe to SDPN. Come back here on Wednesday. Check out the other broadcasts because they're awesome as well. And yeah, it was a great, it, it was fun, Dennis. It was th- cathartic. It was therapeutic. I'm happy to be here with everyone.
0: It's it's so much fun to come in here and just rant. It, <laughs> it helps really ease up and gets things off our chest. Thank you so much for being here, chat. Uh, we'll be back uh, December 7th, 7.30 start time against the Arizona Coyotes. It'll be Zach and I again. Until then, thank you so much for watching and we'll see you on the next one. Bye bye. Night. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.